This is Anthems. Hi, my name is Lex Xu Chan, and I'm a writer, lawyer, diversity and inclusion consultant, and the co-founder of Sashiko and Shu, a storytelling, fundraising, and events business. Your word of the day is beauty. Some say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. If so, who is this unidentified beholder? And is their identity constant? How much of what we consider beautiful is based on dominant culture? Is beauty socially and culturally constructed or biological and universal? In the next few moments, my thoughts on these age-old questions will probably become apparent. But that isn't really what I'd ask you to focus on today. Instead, think about the times you felt beautiful. Who or what made you feel this way? Have there been moments when you've been told you were beautiful, but felt anything but, or vice versa? Who is this disembodied voice asking you these random questions, you might ask? Well, I'm a Toronto-born Hong Konger, currently based in London. I've also lived in Washington, D.C., Tokyo, and Beijing. The thing about being a third culture kid is that you can simultaneously feel like you never belong, but yet possess a chameleon-like ability to make anywhere your home. I spent most of my teens and 20s identifying as a gay man, before also adopting a more transfeminine presentation in my early 30s. I maintained two names, had two lives which occasionally intersected, and kept far too many secrets. The duality made sense to me at the time, until I realized that things were not as binary as I had been conditioned to believe. These days, you can call me Lex. Please forgive my immodesty, but if you saw old photos of me, with my expressive, doe-like eyes, porcelain skin, and celestial smile, you would probably concur that I was a beautiful child. Even though this opinion was affirmed by everyone around me, I was also repeatedly told that I looked like a girl. And because I wasn't supposed to be one, I thought that feeling beautiful was forbidden. But I didn't care, because I had bigger things to worry about, like my Monster in My Pocket sticker collection. As a teenager, I decided that if I could never be beautiful as my assigned gender, I would just do me. And so came the androgynous emo phase, which was definitely not the look in Hong Kong. Looking back, the fact that I unwittingly rejected gender norms and conventional ideas of beauty at such a young age makes me very proud. When your inside and outside become one, you are living congruently. Even though someone very close to me at the time said I resembled a gremlin, and I was mocked relentlessly for my appearance, I felt like the most beautiful teenager in the world. How empowering, you might think. But just as our identity evolves, so can our sense of self, especially if we feel the need to conform. Exploring the queer scene in London was the first time I experienced the compounding effects of holding multiple marginalized identities. As a gay Asian man in a scene which venerates the hyper-masculine white ideal, I decided to lose the eyeliner and manic panic hair dye, but in the process, I also lost myself. I donned a mid-fade, chugged protein shakes, and doctored grinder photos to give the appearance of a masculine jawline only to repeatedly be blocked by profiles brandishing the words, no Asians. The frequency with which men would push past me 
or turn their backs to me to speak to my white counterparts made me wonder if I had perfected the art of invisibility. But at least if no one saw me, they wouldn't think I was ugly. I felt like I found a lost winning Euro Millions ticket when I began presenting in a trans-feminine way. My views on the necessity to pass as a cis person have evolved since then. But at the time, my androgyny meant that I didn't have to try very hard to look like a cis woman. So instead, I expended all my efforts on creating my misguided version of a fantasy female and thrived on the applause. I repeatedly dated cis men who resembled Love Island contestants and who would tell me how stunning, sexy, and gorgeous I was. While I felt desired, I rarely felt beautiful as I was living for their fetishizing, ephemeral, and hollow gaze. Which brings me to now. How does Lex feel? It depends on the day, but overall, in rediscovering the congruence, harmony, and sense of self I exhibited in my teenage years, I feel more consistently beautiful than ever. Real talk though, it would be hypocritical for me to say that I am fully liberated from conventional notions of beauty, and perhaps I never will be. However, in recognizing the racialized, gendered, and many other biases behind the beholder's eyes, including my own, and centering how I feel over how I am perceived, I have returned to the beauty I felt as a teenager. I would like to encourage you to experience beauty as a feeling which everyone has a fundamental entitlement to without having to alter who we are. To deny someone the right to feel beautiful is to deny them of their humanity. Christina Aguilera does not lie and you are beautiful no matter what they say. There are no pre-sales, queues, or VIP areas at the Beauty Bash. And if the almighty gatekeeper sizes you up while checking their clipboard for your name, just let yourself in, because I've RSVP'd for everyone. Beauty. Definition. Noun. The quality present in a thing or person that gives intense pleasure or deep satisfaction to the mind, whether arising from sensory manifestations a meaningful designer pattern, or something else.